Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Our Wrestling Podcast. Available on SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. So, without further ado, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall, and today's topic, the history of the main event. Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. Hi, David. And cuz. I am all that is man. Jesus Christ. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, the history of the main event. As always, you can reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or just do the easy thing. Download WrestlePost. It's an app at no charge to you, and you can join us along with other great podcasts of the day. Cuz, what's up? <laughs> what's going on, man? I mean, I'm ready, man. Damn, Let's do this. Why, Apparently ready for a different episode. Since you're so ready, why don't you tell us why we're talking about the main event today? We, we like, but, feed him. Because <laughs> <clears throat> we're, always, we're always encouraging him to, like, do voices and shit like that. And I think he's lost himself within himself. Like, now when we talk to him, like, he can't just be like, I'm doing good, Dave. He's like, yeah, we're doing, I'm doing good. Like, it's so, so ridiculous. Like, we're always pushing him over the edge. I think we've actually just forced him over the edge. He's lost in voice. Did he? Because oh, did we did we break you? Yeah, he might are you be broken? broken? Oh, I was, you know, I thought we were doing <laughs> greatest WrestleMania <laughs> moments for some reason. I listened to our yeah. archives yeah, but, from did last you, year. Did you, go back, did you go back to your thread and fucking see that that never happened? Oh, like, God, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I, a, I went back and saw we, that. We have like, a group oh, text, and like this week we were just you know texting ideas, oh, and fuck. I texted, yeah, let's do like the history of the main event. I think you know, and then. Uh, so Dave's like, okay. And Cuz's like, yeah, that would be cool. And Cuz threw a couple of ideas out. And then right before we hit record, Dave's like, okay, we're getting ready to do the main event, uh, history of the main event. And Cuz is like, what? Well, I, I fucking thought we were doing like the best of WrestleMania history or something like that. I'm like, where the, like, where did you fucking pull that from? <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. History of so WrestleMania. That's what, that's Cuz, what I thought That's we were what doing. kind of Cuz we're dealing with right now, folks. Yeah, you're damn right. I was pumped up, you know, couldn't wait to get off work. Just got home, oh, had to Jesus. deal with a piece of shit drivers on the way. And it's WrestleMania season. So that was that was a little hopped up on that, but we're, my dreams are we're, crushed. We're a little ways away. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> well, actually, you know, a few the months. reason why I kind of threw this topic out there was because you know we did the in January we highlighted the Royal Rumble and rightfully so because that's the Royal Rumble month and we said that that starts the March to Mania, which it does. Uh, so far, no <laughs> lies have been spoken. Um, in February, you know. I was thinking, ah, you know, February was WCW Super Brawl, but I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how many people think fondly. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, February used to be the month of the main event, which was a spinoff of Saturday night's main event. Because everybody, we all know the struggles as kids trying to stay up till 1130 at night to watch Saturday night's main event on NBC. Um, And that was, you know, on four or five times a year during one of the off weeks for Saturday Night Live. And they kept Saturday Night Live's time slot, the hour and a half starting at 1130 p.m. So as kids, you know, we didn't get the East Coast feed and shit like that, you know, with satellite dishes now. Um, we had to actually stay up until 1130 at night, which was horrible. Sometimes we'd like so fall, hard. Yeah, we'd fall asleep and wake up. And oh, so I'd always end up like recording it and watching it early the next morning or something. But um, the main event was a spinoff 
where they got a deal with NBC because Vince has always had a pretty good relationship with NBC and Dick uh, Embersall. Um, they said, well, why don't we give you, you know, one special a year uh, of an actual primetime slot on Friday live. So Saturday night's main event was all pre-taped and they would pre-tape it like a month in advance and they would edit it and air it. But the main event was live like they do raw. Now it was a live broadcast and they had one hour and they would do it on NBC in primetime on a Friday just to start you off, Dave. Sorry. I said I had to rear us back because I will own that. I took us down the cuz vortex. And I did not mean to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right. You know, I, I had WrestleMania that, fucking moments on notes that I made at yeah, work I'm today. Sure and every no, you did. no, you did. Without yeah, did. question, I this did. is going to be the Dave. most prepared cuz had ever been, but it's the wrong topic. I know. Wrong episode. <laughs> <laughs> I had fucking Roddy Piper and Goldust yeah, on there and like, fucking everything. Oh my God, let's talk about the main event. And he's like, absolutely. The backlot <laughs> brawl from WrestleMania 12 was fucking, oh yeah. And I'm like, cuz, what are you talking about? That never happened. Oh man! Fuck it. It's like when you yeah. book your flight for seven eight, and you didn't realize that it was actually August seventh. Yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it, it, it happens to the best of us. Yep. So, the, in the history of the main event, there's yeah, what right. was there five shows between 1988 and 1991. There were only uh, the first three of those were shown live on NBC. The final two were taped and shown on NBC at a later date. But they included high card wrestlers um, like Hogan. We talked about brother. Andre, brother, brother. Uh, Macho Man Ooh. and the Ultimate Warrior, Million Dollar Man was. It's funny, Million Dollar Man was in a lot of main events and things like this. Uh, he could always seem to carry things. Uh, people don't really think of Million Dollar Man as a main eventer, but he really was for for a long time. He just was never a title holder. He was always that. You know, if any other any other uh, federation, the Million Dollar Man would have held the title for years. But you're when you're in the only baby sa- baby face organization, you're going to be the guy chasing. Um, so it's pretty interesting stuff. But there was a spinoff of, like I said, of Saturday Night's Man event. It aired on NBC on Friday nights during prime time. And then all episodes of the main event are available on the network, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, included with Saturday Night's main event. So what do you want to talk about first, Jess? You just want to talk about the first the first episode? Yeah, let's rock it into this shit. Well, the main event of episode one, February 5th, 1988, is Hulk Hogan versus Andre Two brother, why was this so important? Well, this was the big uh, this is a big rematch from WrestleMania 3. Everybody knows that Hulk slammed and pinned Andre, um, WrestleMania 3, and that really kind of sort of even back then made Hulk a legend. Like, after he beat Andre, it was kind of like the last big thing that he had to do during his run. And so now Vince was looking to kind of milk the Hulk and Andre thing. They had already kind of briefly touched at Survivor Series 87. Each one of them captained different teams, and they fought each other. And they they briefly squared off for like 30 seconds before things got broken up. So now this was the big payoff. This was going to be a live special on NBC on Friday night primetime. The very first main event special ever, Hulk Hogan versus Andre 2. I remember I was watching live as a kid, absolutely for sure. Um, yeah, this was like, a, this was a big deal. It was, a, like I said, a live wrestling broadcast. It was like a live sporting event. So, um, Dave, I know you're going to get into the numbers and everything, but this this event proved to be just as big as the main event. Yeah, 
Yeah, we're talking 15, over 15 million households. We're talking 33 million viewers. There has never been a more watched televised pro wrestling show since this moment. Um, it'll, it'll probably never peak that way again. I 15, can't think of any. Yeah, with, with DVR and stuff and streaming stuff, there's no way. I mean, unless it's a Super Bowl and the World Series hits those numbers and stuff and probably the NBA playoffs to a certain extent. But I mean, like, yeah, like, I mean, wrestling will never hit this level again. I mean, just because back here, you know, it was like NBC, CBS, ABC, really, were like the only three big, you know, network shows. And back here, um, cable was in, in its infancy. So like most people didn't even have cable at this point. So you just had your basic dial, right? You had channel two, four, five, which was like a local affiliate seven, which was ABC 11, which I think just became Fox back at this point. Fox was a super tiny network. And then like 13 was another local channel. Um, that's all you had. That was it. And you didn't have all the stuff that you have now. And, uh, 15.2 million households. That's, I mean, that's insane. Think about that for a minute. For Hulk and Andre, that's how hot WWF was back here. That's how hot Hulk and Andre were. It's like, that's a big, a big ass number. A primetime special. And to give you an idea, the Simpsons were just barely taking off at this point. Yeah. And that's a 33-year show? 33-season show? Yeah, I think something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it is probably the one of the longest-running shows in history. So um, it was just getting started right off that Tracy Ullman show for those of you uh, old fuckers like us that <clears throat> remember that shit. That's why I first saw them. know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Tracy Ullman show. That's where they started. No, I don't. You know, right, right on Fox 11, that baby network that Justice is talking about, you know. So it's interesting because you can – if in hindsight, you can really see what Vince was trying to do here because we know that Andre would defeat Hogan technically – um, on paper, right? But we also know that Hogan would not be pinned clean. We had the we had the Earl, they had the Hefner twins kind of come out. The evil twins, you know. I mean, I think I think Vince had that storyline for years in his pocket and just waiting for the right time to use it. Oh yeah, the twins. You know, and, and and pushes that through, but but also this is um, this is pretty interesting because opening that broadcast was the Honky Tonk Man versus Macho Man Randy Savage for the IC title, which uh, Macho didn't win. So what, what's what's really interesting about this is that up until this point, really Randy Savage was a heel going in. Why is he wrestling another heel, even if it is for a title? This is the start of the babyface run for Macho Man. Uh, to take the title, and I think just to your, to, and you'll, you'll, you can elaborate on this. I believe Hogan was going away for a while for some extracurricular activity, and this is where they were given Macho that opportunity to say, "Hey, you know what? What can we do here?" I almost hate covering old events because you look back at this and and what they used this vehicle for the main event, and it was so beautifully done to set up WrestleMania. So they're do they're using a prime time special w- on free television. And not only getting huge viewership, but Vince knowing he was going to huge to push his WrestleMania pay-per-view coming up. I mean, that's what it's all about. Like he, they used to think so far in advance and so intelligently back here. The guy who would end up winning the tournament opened up the pay-per-view or opened up the show, sorry, and fought Honky for the IC title. And they weren't going to put the title on Macho. Macho won by DQ here, but it kind of wrapped up his feud with Honky. And then sort of after this, he started focusing on WrestleMania, the tournament. He got involved with DiBiase, and then he wins the title. And it's just, God damn it. Like, 
they used to pre-plan stuff out so beautifully. And granted, there was a lot of time between pay-per-views. You know, now there's a pay-per-view yes. every month. There's a live Raw every Monday. There's a live SmackDown every Friday. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, 19,000 <laughs> other shows and shit and stuff they put on their social media accounts. So but it's like, so I understand that it can't be like this, but you could still plan now if you wanted to. Truthfully, yes. you wanted to. Um, it's unfortunately everything hinges so much on ratings now or downloads or whatever. It just, it sucks because they're scared that if they take time to breathe for a minute, that they might get a few low rated episodes, which now they're throwing the best shit at you and they're still putting up record lows, but I digress, you know, it's like, God, like if you know, you're going to put up shit numbers, at least tell your stories and let your characters breathe. But back here, it was just so nice to see that it just, it all made sense. When you think about what happened at mania four, this was perfect perfect <clears throat> absolutely absolutely Not i always that, forget you have a slow about build of the warrior too oh i hear slow well you know this is before you know warrior and warrior and hogan but like just the multiple different uh, stories that they're planning. I mean, not that they're planning that exactly, but you see like the slow build of the warrior going over, you know, the next few main events. And then obviously oh, we, just, know, we know you're what you're talking about slow builds in general. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, we know what, what happens with Randy and Hogan in the next one, you know, but we'll so, get into okay, that. Because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll save you. And before <laughs> and before you go, I, I thank you. For oh, there's multiple storylines. Um, before you go on to the next main event, because I don't want to, you know, this is just the first one. Um, you know, they, yes. would, they would have a full card, obviously, in the arena. And then before they would go live, you know, they had matches. So here real quick uh, in the first dark match, Axe defeated Ken Patera. Why? I don't know. Uh, Jake, Jake Roberts defeated Harley Race. Ron Bass defeated Coco yeah, Beware. Yeah. The British Bulldogs, David Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid defeated the Islanders, Haku and Tama. Toma, excuse me. Um, I lost my Islander accent for a second there. Uh, Jim, <laughs> Jim Duggan oh, defeated uh, the One Man Gang. <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior defeated Sika. And um, and then for the live broadcast, you had Randy Savage defeating the Honky yeah. by uh, disqualification. Andre the Giant would defeat Hulk Hogan to win the championship. And then they actually cut this match off in the middle strike force would defend their tag titles against the heart foundation. But like three or four minutes after this match started, they ended the live broadcast and just abruptly went off the air. Wow. That's crazy. So, so that was technically your main event. Yeah. So, yeah. That was the last match on yep. because for the live show, they wanted to make sure they got Savage and Honky because that's part of, you know, again, they were trying to build Savage. And then, of course, they wanted to make sure Hulk and Andre, nothing went wrong. Sure. You know, they got all their commercial breaks in and everything. So that, so that final tag match was just a filler to fill out the hour. Yeah. They were doing backstage interviews. They were actually cutting <laughs> the shit out of the match by going back and forth with Hulk crying in the back because he lost. And then they would come back out. Oh, brother. The whole time the match is going on and they're just sort of like barely covering it. It was really weird they would correct it as you get into the second event here they would kind of they they would you know they, tighten up their seams oh they can hold it to time yeah and that's when they started realizing we, we can hold it to time so and that is episode two which is february of 1989 this is the mega powers versus the twin towers so what yeah. just just on the build-up to this by the way because 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 i was talking about build-ups in general I think this is one of the greatest buildups in WWE history, if not any wrestling promotion, where they oh, took yeah. a year for the Mega Powers to build up, to explode, Let's and to finish right. off. Oh, almost a full gosh, over. I'm sorry, over a year later from the from the first main event where they were talking about Macho just kind of becoming a face against Honky Tonk in that in that in that setup. So you 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 get Macho turning face, you get him uh, teaming up with Hogan. Hogan's cool for the fact that. Okay, um, you're the champion. We'll 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 team up. It's cool. We're buds. To 
turning to jealousy over Elizabeth and all that kind of stuff. So this is where um, over time, like we talk and we talk about this whole thing in our archives when it comes to Hogan and Savage and WrestleMania five, check it out. It's pretty cool stuff, but this is the culminary match that everybody got to see as, as Jess would say for free, which uh, we had over 11 and a half million households seeing this match. And this is where the mega powers would break up because what would happen is um, uh, I think Macho actually ran into Elizabeth outside the ring. He got thrown out and he hit her. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, this whole this whole match was kind of a weird afterthought. I mean, this whole like Dave said, everything was building up for like a year. Again, makes a tear come yeah. to my eye when the planning, you know, that used to be involved. And this storyline is the greatest in WWF. Well, I mean, there's been several great <clears throat> stuff since then, but this was the first one that Vince said soap opera storylines can work. Now, you could argue that wrestling storylines are kind of soap opera anyway, because people always nickname wrestling the male soap opera or the men's soap opera. Um, I can't say that now because, you know, both sexes can enjoy it. Um, but or, or all 19 sexes, whatever, because there's so many different identifiable sexes. <clears throat> 5,000. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you, it, this was a legit buildup. But Vince did this, the, the backstage vignettes that did this, the match, the main event, the Twin Towers and Mega Powers was kind of an afterthought. I mean, Fine. the whole thing ended up, like Dave said, Macho got thrown out onto Elizabeth inadvertently, and, um, and she was out. So Hulk gets off the apron. He's like, oh, my beer can penis. And he picks her up, and then he takes her to the back. Oh, yeah, he looks real inspired crawling back in that ring. Macho Man, through the rope. Oh, no. Oh, my God, no. Randy Savage hurled onto Elizabeth. Hulk Hogan overcovering both of them. Look at this. Randy Savage... He gets her in the back, and then they keep going back to the the skit in the back where he's like, "Oh, wake up! Oh, oh brother, wake up!" <laughs> and then Savage is still in the ring, getting the shit beat out of him by Bossman and Akeem. And then every every time Macho would kind of get an advantage, brother. he would look back at the entrance and be like, "You just left me, fucker!" And so um, he said that on live TV, "Fucking bitch!" Yeah. Like super loud. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you want my bitch? So You're a bitch. Yeah, live TV. And he said it was weird that he said all that. Anyway, they edited it out. It's not on the network Piece anymore. Of shit. Huh? And so, uh, so yeah, so they kept doing yeah. it. And then Liz wakes up and she's like, what about Randy? And he's like, oh, fuck, I forgot that I was wrestling. So he runs back out to the arena and he gets back up on the apron. He's like, tag me, brother. Oh, tag me. And then Macho Man, you know, finally gets the advantage again. He walks up to Hulk. He's going to tag him. And Grab he beard, slaps him in his fucking face. Now, Hulk Hogan reaching for the tag. Randy Savage not tagging out. What? What? What's he? Ooh, what a slap! What was that for? I don't know, but Savage struck Hogan. Big boss, man. And uh, Macho kind of turns heel, which, as I'm saying all this out loud, how is Hulk not the biggest fucking heel on the planet heel. for doing what God he did? Right. Walking out in the middle of it's a match, leaving Macho Man alone with two 
you know, yep. boss man was like 360 pounds and Akeem was fucking 450, like <laughs> leaving them in the rig. And he's like, I'm going to take your girlfriend in the back. I'll be right back, brother. Like, I yeah. mean, are you shitting brother. me right now? Like it just, any, if you would think about it, like, wouldn't he just, you know, after Savage hit her, he would just <laughs> slap Savage awake and be like, take your <laughs> back, brother. I'm going to get in the ring, kick these fat fuckers asses. No, he didn't do that. Like he just said, I'm going to. I'm taking your, I'm out of here. Like, and he goes in the back with her. Like, it's just so odd. And Hulk still was the baby face in this whole thing, which is funny. And I'm a huge Hulkamaniac and I was back then. But like, as you get older, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. If someone did that with me and my wife, I would fucking kill them. If they did that, I would be so pissed. And everybody else who witnessed it would be like, no, Jess, you're right to be mad. Like they, he fucking left you and took your wife away. Like that's so odd. Like, but again, I just wrapping it. Sorry, I went off on a tangent there, but it gave Vince confidence to do this fucking hokey backstage skits. Now we see backstage skits all the time, but back nothing like that had ever been done back here. This backstage, go back and watch it. It's corny, but like at the time, it was just so different. You weren't used to seeing that. And he used a live primetime broadcast to kind of do it. And it was the culmination of the, the explosion of the mega powers. It's, it's really it is. It's like a work of art. And since then, when the Attitude Era got kicked off, that all was soap opera, right? Like giving birth to a hand, fucking inferno matches, and that's my brother Kano. Like in the, everything, everything. You got my face. You got lust for Elizabeth right there. And I'm gonna tell you, it makes me sick. I can't even stand to look at you. You turn my guts into. If you wanna come at me, man to man, for the belt, I would beat you. One, two, three. That would be okay. Try and talk some sense into this guy, man. Try and. So bring so bringing it bringing it back though. I have I have two questions. I have I have two questions on it though, just because I distinctly remember Hulk being in the back with Elizabeth, right? And then Macho Man coming out there and laying laying the title into his face. And laid it in pretty thick because yeah. It was, oh yeah, Hogan got a shiner off of that bad boy. So how how did Hogan get back to Elizabeth? Was Macho looking for her? I'm trying to remember how that happened. No, Savage was in the ring, and then yeah, so basically Hulk uh, take took Elizabeth back, and then yeah, he comes and back into the back ring. Out, Savage right? slaps him, and Savage left. So then Hulk had to fend for himself. Like you left me alone, fuck you, motherfucker. I'm leaving you alone. So Hulk got his ass beat. Savage goes back. He's yelling at Elizabeth, like, "How could you let him just take you back here? You're a hooker mouth. You're a hooker face, and like, and everything." Again, oh he said God. all those hooker words face, verbatim, huh? verbatim. And so, and then, so Hulk. So I think Hulk won the match somehow. I'm not sure. He hulked up and did some weird shit. He always did. And uh, and then so Hulk comes running back like Macho, and he comes back, and then they start fighting. Elizabeth's on the gurney. And she's like, seriously, stop it. I'm the hurt one here, you assholes. And so there's fighting over her. And then that's when Macho's like, oh, you could never beat me. You, you're not man enough to challenge me for this title. You have to you have to snake behind my back and take my woman. If you wanted to be a man, just come at me face to face for the belt. I'll give you a match. I'll beat you. One, two, three. And the Hulk's like, what the fuck is going on? And then Macho hits him with the belt. And then that officially exploded Brother. the mega powers. And Macho beat him up. And then they did, you know, he left after that and pretty much after after that, WrestleMania five main event was signed and mega powers exploded all over the fucking place. All Jesus. over. So here's my second question then. Um, wh- when did the <laughs> great story? Tim. When did the carny blurb 
come into effect where Hulk was like, I thought he was with Elizabeth. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can, can, I I get a, can I get a yeah, kiss out? No, this is all super. Li- this out. is live right now. The, again, yeah, like, exactly. now they do live yeah. shit all the time and they have, they have actual directors and producers back there. Back here, they were just like, they had NBC back there. Like they had NBC producers because it was, Brother. they, whenever they would do a Saturday night's main event special or a main event, especially a main event special because it was live, they had Brother. some of the people that produce Saturday Night Live come out with them because obviously Saturday Brother. Night Live is live. So they needed someone with that experience so they would so they were doing the backstage vignettes they go to a commercial they come back somebody went live with the camera before they told hulk so hulk's like going like gotta pay my bills gotta pay my fucking bitches whatever brother 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 and then hulk said in they have they have wrestling talk which is called carney talk and they it's, it's just like what snoop said for shizzle and all that stuff so hulk was like Hulk's like, yeah, give me the tizzine, brother, or whatever. Like, give me the time. Is basically so, but he said that live on the air. They come back and you see Hulk just not even hurt or distraught anymore. It's like he's waiting. He's like, dude, do when are we gonna go live? Give me the tizzine, brother. When are we gonna go live on this bitch? <laughs> like, and then like they're all we fucking we are live. We've been live for like thirty seconds. Oh, he's like, oh. <laughs> And then you see his face. He's like, oh, macho, macho. And he fucking runs out like Frankenstein, like, you know, yelling macho down the hall. And it was just so fucking beautiful. All of it was beautiful. It's all awful, but it's beautiful at the same time. But this whole thing was a masterpiece. Legitly, I'm not even making a joke. It was the culmination of this, like, nine to ten month long buildup. This cool, like, just pay-per-views leading up you would see dissension kind of start and then it would cool down that would heat up and cool down it was really nicely done uh, and hulk and savage wrestlemania 5 buy rate was massive and uh that all of their numbers that their house shows their ratings this rating here no it wasn't as high as hulk versus andre the year before but 11.6 million households i mean are you fucking kidding me that's fantastic for friday night where most people don't even watch tv and a primetime network show amazing and it just showed that hulk and savage had the chemistry and it was awesome and you know like what what else can you say what else can you say except that the undercard was andre the giant defeating jake roberts uh the fabulous rujos um defeated the heart foundation (laughs) what uh, the Ultimate oh. Warrior defeated Greg Valentine. Warriors. Demolition defeated the Powers of Pain by disqualification. The Brain Busters um, defeated the Rockers. Uh, Brutus Beefcake wrestled Mr. Perfect to a double disqualification. And Hacksaw motherfucking Jim Duggan defeated Dino Bravo. Uh, and then the live matches were the Twin Towers versus the Mega Powers. And then DiBiase versus Hercules closed the show out live. How did, how did fucking Hacksaw get so much love? Someone has to tell me. Like, Calm, uh, uh, an episode on, on our legacy of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I'm sure we'll cover that. Because you don't know why he used that two by four, pal. <laughs> I just gave a spoiler, brother. That's <laughs> next. The legacy what, what, what did we say out the air? The, the legacy of the legacy of the Bolsheviks <laughs> was one of my favorite ones to do. Uh, <laughs> Nikolai Volkov. The, the, legacy, the of legacy of Outback Jack is another one I think we're going to do pretty soon. That'll, the legacy of Skinner. And then we're doing, actually, we already have one in the can. It's a four-hour episode of the legacy of Hillbilly Jim. It's going to be really good. I yeah, fucking fa- wait for that. It's fantastic. Oh, Stay tuned for that shit. Shoot, me in, the, shoot me in the face right now. Oh, and I totally yep. forgot. No, I didn't forget. Never mind. That was all the matches. I I went to the next card, and I was like, I didn't even read all these matches. Oh, so, wait. Oh, yeah. hold so on. So that was, that was the, the <laughs> second one. That was uh, the second Main event in a row, a year apart from each other, roughly. So we're on a good roll here. Great yeah. ratings. Good yeah, we, we 
it's it's funny because you know to your point, Jess Hogan's a champ at this point for the February of course nineteen ninety main event, right? Oh. And we still have Macho going to work with Hogan. They're still running this feud for quite some time. This posted twelve point eight million households, so it's actually a little bit higher buy rate than the year before. Um, interesting side note: Tyson was actually scheduled to be a special guest here, but. Uh, you can't be a special guest when you lose the fucking title. So um, last minute, uh, James Buster Douglas replaces Mike Tyson two weeks earlier for that segment. That sucks balls because um, Tyson would have been just so much, so much of a better, you know, draw at that time. But that kind of, I, I hate to say it, that just, that messed up everything probably for Vince at that moment. Look at this. Buster not intimidated. He wants to keep it going. Mike actually, his legs, he's noticed his legs in these wide shots. He doesn't have good bounce in his knees. Buster's legs actually look fresher to me. See Mike the way he went back in his heels, doesn't have the good balance. His legs together as Buster's landing these. Oh, a nice uppercut by Buster Douglas. Look at this. He's knocked Mike Tyson down for the first time in his career. Mike Tyson. Um, you know, they hired Douglas to fill his post when Tyson pulled out. And, you know, we got some got some interesting cards that did go live. The Warrior defeated his IC title against you know Bravo. This is now where they're testing again, right? They tested Macho um, in '88, and now in '90 they're testing Warrior to go up against Hogan again. You know for you know the next round around. Well, this was this was also too a little different than the first two. The first two used the main event to you know air out whatever the main event was going to be for mania here. Hulk and warrior had already signed to face each other. They had the face off at Royal rumble 90, which we covered uh, in our uh, Royal rumble greatest episodes moment. And, um, and so they, they had already been on a collision course. And then the month before this, they had a Saturday night's main event where it was Hulk and the warrior against the genius and Mr. Perfect. And at the end, they had a miscommunication where uh, warrior was clotheslining the shit out of everyone in the ring. Hulk came up to go calm down brother. And then warrior turned around and clotheslined him by accident. And then Hulk stood up and then he did the face off thing or whatever. And then shortly after that, it was announced that, WrestleMania six main event would be champion versus champion Hulk versus the warrior. And then after that was this event, the, old, the, the ultimate match, the ultimate challenge. Um, and this, That's right, ultimate this challenge the main you. event three on February 23rd, 1990 was after um, that. It was already announced that they were. So unlike the previous two, where the happenings of the main event shaped WrestleMania, we already knew that Hulk and Warrior going into this event were going to be facing each other at WrestleMania 6. So just a little side note that they just kind of did a little bit different uh, on this one. Yeah. Good. So really good rating on this one as well. Really good. Yeah. So interesting uh, question on Justin. Maybe we don't know the answer to look it up because get out your Google. Um, What WrestleMania had a better pay-per-view ranking based on this? Because with with Hogan and Macho, we didn't exactly know yet, right? With Hogan and Warrior, we did by this main event. Which had a better pay-per-view by right? I'm just curious if anybody can figure that out. What do you out. mean of the I'll two manias? Uh yeah. Was it, it was five was much six? better, no? Oh, five was huge. Five was six did oh, yeah, not yeah, six was uh, nobody talks about it because the match was really good and people, you know, remember Hulk versus Warrior, especially all of their face-offs that they did. You know, it was like it's like legendary. Um, but yeah. no, WrestleMania five had a much bigger buy rate than Mania six. I just wonder, and I'm just I'm spitballing here a little bit. I'm coming off script, and I apologize. But I wonder mm-hmm. 
if the way that was set up uh, with Macho and Hogan, that storyline that ran forever, and we didn't know where that main event was going, and that main event goes, wow, they're gonna they're gonna go now. Um, versus Warrior and Hogan, we knew for quite some time, and maybe it cooled off. I just wonder if that's part of the reason. I, I for think the personally, differential. I think personally yeah. that the first two, like I said, they use the free television and the you know anywhere between so push WrestleMania, yeah, anywhere right? between eleven million and fifteen million households watching to push WrestleMania. This one, the main event had already been announced, so this this card was odd to me. The main event of this card was Hulk defending his title against Macho Man, which special guest referee originally supposed to be Mike Tyson, but ended up being Buster Douglas, like Dave said. And so nobody knew much. Nobody thought Macho was going to fucking win. They already announced the main event for WrestleMania Hulk versus the warrior. That's the match we all knew we were getting to. So it was odd because you already knew the main event going in, knowing Macho didn't even have a chance. I think that played into it, even though the rating was big. So people tuned in because they wanted to see something, but it just, it, to me, this event was lesser already than the previous two because it was like, well, okay, we know Hulk's going to win or at least not lose the title because he's already signed to face the warrior. And then the warrior was going to defend his title against Dino Bravo. Even if the warrior wasn't signed to fight anybody at WrestleMania, we knew he was going to beat Dino Bravo. So it was just kind of like an odd, they used the first two to, to do really cool things and to keep us guessing and to set the table for mania here. The table for mania was already set a month before. And we were kind of just sort of along for the ride. Good rating. But I think the show, in my opinion, suffered as a result. It's a bit of a kayfabe failure. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just just throwing it out there. I was just curious. But uh, I I think it plays into it because I think once you get to Hogan Warrior and the ultimate, I mean, because War, you know, I'm sorry, Hogan and Macho were definitely a soap opera setup, but it was very passionate and very, it felt very real. Here we're we're just getting into cartoons. That's a good point. No, that's a, that's a really good point. That it was, you know, as much as we want to buck against some of the corny soap opera shit, Macho and Hulk was done so well that there was really no soap opera storyline with Hulk and the Warrior. It was just the two best, this new guy that started getting a lot of big reactions against this old legend that had slammed Andre and done everything that he pretty much had done at that point. And, you know, like kind of rocking eighties led the way. And, and yeah. And it was just kind of like, it was cool for wrestling fans because we wanted to see that. But I guess to the casual viewer as macho and Hulk had a soap opera storyline attached to them and a woman involved, which everyone can relate to someone trying to snake your girl. Right. Like uh, truthfully. And now it's like, you just, he kind of went back to just it's two guys facing each other. I know nowadays we bitch. Why can't just go back to be emulation of a sporting event and just one man versus another man or one versus versus another woman. But back here, it's like, I think the ratings (laughs) dipped because they didn't have a soap opera. Like Dave made a great point there. They didn't have a soap opera attached to it. It was just two guys, the two top champions in the promotion going to face. And it excited us as kids. But like, I guess as the mainstream, the casual audience was like, eh, I mean, cool. I yeah, guess. Macho and Hogan was like, a better story. 
yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. And, and, and in that, it, it's kind of cool as we go and cover these main event cards. It does tell a story as how Vince kind of started changing his way of telling stories, which, you know, arrives us to 2020 where it's fucking a lump of shit. Oh, just a lump? Oh, yes. All right. But anyway, I don't want to interrupt so. this, but I'll, I'll just do the card real quick because I know we do got to move along. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah let's do The it, dark yeah. matches oh, were, were Earthquake defeated Rugged Ronnie Garvin. Dusty Rhodes defeated Mr. Perfect. Well, that's cool. Um, Ted DiBiase defeated Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, The Colossal Connection, Andre the Giant Haku defeated Demolition. Um, And I believe that, yeah, the Colossal Connection. Were they the tag titles at the point? Yeah, they were champions here, but this is a dark match, by the way. Um, No, I'm just just Yeah, they were champions, correct. Uh, Bad News Brown defeated Tito Santana. Rick Martel defeated Brutus Beefcake. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, wrestled Rick Rue to a double DQ. And as part of the wow. live broadcast, Hulk Hogan defended the WWF championship against Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, and then the Ultimate Warrior defended his Intercontinental Championship against Dino Bravo. And the two would later face off in the main event of WrestleMania fucking six. So, by the way, did, so- did someone in their mind think that Dino Bravo was just this great worker? That Or... <laughs> Well, <laughs> tune in in the future for our Legacy of Dino Bravo episode, Dave. Thanks for fucking spoiling that shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, I love Dino Bravo, but I'm like, do I mean, you? I, I Does think anybody I, really? I, I mean, that, come on. I, well, at that point, I'm, I'm just curious. <laughs> I, I keep I keep poking holes in things. I mean, like, rest in peace. And the way like, he passed away was horrible. But I mean, like, did really yeah. do we really give a shit about Dino Bravo? Let's, not let's well, you know, maybe a I mean, not. But what we I'm saying all is, give a shit about everyone's life. I'm you know, talking about the, his wrestling. When you know, when you know, Rick yeah. When you know Rick Rude's going to basically, you know, he's already kind of worked with Warrior. He's the only person at Warrior looking. Why wouldn't you just put that match together? They've done it so many times already, right? It just, I don't know, baffles me that he's going against Dino Bravo on live TV and not someone like Rick Rude. And Rick Rude. Well, later that year, they DQ put Rick Rude in the main dark. event of SummerSlam. So that's probably why they didn't do it. I, I thought maybe they would just build it. But I don't know. I'm just, I was just. Dave, we just established that he's fucking getting lazy with building shit at this point in his oh, Vince advantage. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, just, and, and, and just just a rough side note on that, it's the last time the main event was aired live on national television. Cuz just did an impression of Vince McMahon agreeing with <laughs> agreeing with me, agreeing with Dave. <laughs> yeah. Dave's like, yeah, that's true. Vince is like, nah, that is fucking true. If you look back, I really yeah, did get fucking lazy. <laughs> I was depressed yeah, yeah. for a while. I was getting old and fat. I didn't like it. Yeah. Brother, now so I'm okay. Part five. Sorry, I, I just don't want this to be a 19-hour episode. Sorry. <laughs> by by by, by the way, it. just 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 on a brief plug for Twitter. If if someone's not following it, what is it? Vince McMahon googling? Cause oh, it's fucking great. Yeah, that's the yeah, best. You, if if you're not following that, guys, you need to follow it because every time I see that the response of Vince McMahon, like why the fuck? I literally hear when it anything in, fucked in up voice. happens in the real WWE. I always go on Twitter and I'm what's Vince McMahon googling going to say? Like it's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fucking great. This is the best ever. What a great idea. Yeah, great that's idea. fucking amazing. So moving on to the fourth episode in November of 1990. So this, this is actually the second episode of same year, right? Of the main Yes, event. they actually had, for um, some odd reason, they had a second main event episode in 1990, which they'd never had two mm-hmm. in the same year before. And this was the first taped one where they taped it a month before yeah. and then aired it. Same, same exactly thing, primetime right. slot on Friday. They just taped it. So there's some interesting tidbits here where the Warrior actually wrestles DiBiase for the championship. We all know where that's going to go. But the thing that I find more interesting on this one was this is where the Rockers were scheduled to defeat the Hart Foundation for those WWF tag team titles. 
but the top rope actually breaks and the match falls apart because you can't really have fly, high flyers uh, going to work when the top rope. Well, can I broken, say this right? really quick? So, not to cut you off. Yeah, it's ahead. kind. It's really no. fucking weird that this was the yeah. first event that they chose to tape it like they did Saturday night's main event and then air it 30 days later or whatever, however many days later. And that happened. If they would have done of this course. live, like they did the other ones, the rope would have what broken live on television and they would have had to dry hump their way through a match, which we would have saw the rockers on live television defeat the heart foundation, which you couldn't reverse that. So it's yeah. crazy to me that they didn't have, they didn't have headsets to put that together. And say, Hey, we got to fix this. We got And the ref could be like, Hey, we, we got to do a different finish here. They didn't have that. Yeah, so they did the taping. The taping of this, the two live matches that were originally supposed to be on the broadcast were the Rockers against the Hart Foundation in a best two out of three falls match for the tag titles and the Warrior defending his belt against DiBiase. Those were going to be the two matches that were going to be on this card. However, thank God they pre-taped it during the Rockers and Hart Foundation match. I think it was during the second fall, so it wasn't even like the third fall. The top rope breaks. So, and I don't remember, Is I don't even know if this match is on the network, is it, Cuz? I know it's on YouTube. It, it says they all are. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think it is on the, it, it's. Oh, but as far as the match, yeah. Well, yeah, it's part of Shawn Michaels' tribute or something. It's uh, it's on the network somewhere, but it's like a part of a Shawn Michaels' tribute or the Brett and Shawn. Yeah, you can, you can dig yeah, it out. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. It's hard so, to So, yeah, find. the top okay. rope breaks, and you see both teams like, well, we're fucked. And so they hump, they they suffered through the match and like nothing worked. I mean, you don't really realize when you're a pro, when the top rope gets taken away from you, you don't really realize how much that fucks your shit up. So you can. Well, let's yeah. be real. The only person who could have adjusted was Brett. Well, and he couldn't even. I mean, it was just sort of like they were just all sort of like, holy shit, like, what do we yeah, do? Yeah, because even then he, he's throwing people into the ropes, I'm yeah. sure. But if you want to pure Matt wrestling right in the center of the ring and make it interesting, Brett could figure well, out. Well, but I mean, yeah, out of um, habit, all of them. Everybody were, else was so dependent. Everything. On it, right? Yeah. Counter moves, just throwing some went into the ropes like bouncing off the rope to do your finisher like everything required bouncing off the ropes you don't think anvil was a back body drop maniac and everything that fucking the rockers were doing were high flying off the top rope for drop kicks and elbows and everything else yeah so you 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 neuter this match and and like and then the they still defeated the heart foundation the footage is there of them beating the heart foundation holding the tag titles up the announcer announces the rockers the new tag champions like all of it but so basically what happened afterwards was between the time that it was taped and the time they had to edit it for air and give to NBC so NBC could air it, um, they Brett kind of got shitty and politicked in the back and said, first of all, he was already annoyed that Rockers were going to win. You know, they just did this whole great storyline with the Hart Foundation. Hart Foundation beat Demolition in a great two out of three falls match at SummerSlam 90. And so Brett was... You know, annoyed that you well two months ago you put all this fucking energy into the Heart Foundation and now we're just going to lose to the Rockers. Like why? Why? And Vince's thing was just like, well, you know, I mean, I tag wrestling doesn't draw for me, so like they they've never had the title, so let's fucking why not? You know, and and Brett was annoyed at that response, so Brett went out there and did the job and was going to do the job, but the top rope broke, so of course afterwards Brett politicked and he was like, look, like 
It's a shitty match, Vince. How are you going to put this on fucking a network special on a primetime slot? Like, even though it's pre-taped, it's still going to go on a Friday night primetime NBC. You can't put this on there. It's not going to work. And so Vince was like, you're right. Um, I'm not going to rematch you guys. We're just going to pretend like the match never happened. So they never took the titles off the Hart Foundation, which is crazy part in history. And it was going to be on one of the main event specials that we're covering, the Rockers winning the tag titles, which would have been cool, actually, when you think about it. Um, But it did end up happening. And interesting tidbit on that. It never happened for the Rockers as well, officially, right? Um, They never won the tag titles, not even for a single night. So um, crazy stuff. Another interesting side note, there is video of Bret Hart um, slicing the rope. Um, right when he walked into the ring. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you bastard. <laughs> I'm just fucking You are a Brett-hating bastard. But look it up anyway. Nah, I'm just not playing. <laughs> I love Brett. Come on. We all love Brett. But, uh, you know, like I said, it was the first show that was pre-taped, not live. Probably a good thing. for Also the first main event show that did not feature Hulk Hogan in any particular fashion. And Brother. the rating... The rating on this one was an 8.6 million household draw, which was significantly down from earlier that year where, you know, the Hulk versus Warrior buildup was happening or whatever. Um, and I, I can attribute it, it. There's no way it was because it was taped because there was no Internet back then. There was no spoilers that could be given. Nobody knew. Yeah, yeah there's no knew. there's I mean, and plus Saturday night's main event had always drawn 8 to 10 million people on Saturday nights at 11:30 with a pre-tape show. So there's no there's no, you know, good reason for it. I think it was just it was in November and I think that's an odd period for wrestling in general. I just don't think people are looking to watch wrestling at, at that time. And uh and then on top of that Hulk was not involved and he was getting older. You know, he was getting a WWF was changing by the end of 90, it was a different looking promotion, right? And the Warrior didn't do what they thought he would do in the box office. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not shitting on him. I'm not making a bad joke. It's just kind of what happened. And so I think, unfortunately, because of all those circumstances, it kind of dealt with an 8.6 million household rating, which honestly is still not that fucking bad. Like for pro wrestling. And, and, yeah, you it's, know, it's still big. And to your point, in November, there was no WrestleMania on the way. Yeah, and exactly. You're right. There was no WrestleMania on the way. Survivor Series was like the next main match uh, event, which was like two weeks later or a week later. And on of, of, of the big four, Survivor Series is the yeah. lowest. So you're right. You know. It wasn't in the March to WrestleMania. So I think that kind of contributed to it. Not so much that Hulk wasn't there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Hulk helped ratings back then. But I mean, what I don't think he would have gotten much more. I don't think they would have even broke 10 with Hulk. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. That's fair. Uh, and the, um, the there was it was a small card. The Rockers uh, defeated the Hart Foundation to win the titles, which never happened. But that was that ended up being a dark match. So on the actual show, matches that made the show, the Warrior defeated Ted DiBiase by DQ when Macho Man ran in and hit uh, uh, Warrior on the back. Um, Mr. Perfect defeated the Big Boss Man by Countout, and Rick Martel defeated Tito Santana with the Boston Crab. Those matches, Boston those Crab. those matches did make the broadcast. And what's interesting is uh, Macho um, running in and taking care of Warrior did lead into SummerSlam, I believe. No, it led uh, into he hit, uh, he hit Warrior with the scepter, and that's it where led Sergeant into Sergeant that was Royal Rumble, time. Royal Rumble '91. I'm sorry, Royal Rumble. Yeah, that that big that that plays. Yeah, yeah they start they started setting up Macho and Warrior early. Yeah. Yep. And they, and they started a decent feud. Just there was no title involved. It was kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, 
I, I personally, it's funny at, at that one point, I hated the macho warrior feud because I was such a warrior geek because I was a dumb kid. Right. But nope. in hindsight, Smart. warrior did some Tell of the. You. I'm sorry, uh, macho did some of the greatest stuff for warrior at that time. Macho and Rude pretty much kept Warrior going, if you guys really think about it. It weren't for those two guys. I don't know how long it would have lasted. You know, um, they made him amazing. So it's always, it's always the workers, guys. Always the workers. It's pretty incredible stuff when you did. think about it. Warrior outside. made Macho Man and Rude. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jesus, just go, Dave. Just go. Don't fall for <laughs> it. No, no All Dave. Right, final, <laughs> final episode. You threw out the cuz banana peel and you can't. You got to resist. <laughs> 1991. It was taped on January 28th. Like it didn't Kart. air till February 1st. It's Hulk Hogan and Tugboat versus Hulk Earthquake. Hogan. Dino Bravo. We got a little, we got a little who, who, Tugboat, or better known yeah. as what, cuz? <laughs> 20,000 leagues under the sea, brother. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Just stupid. I was, I was hoping I was going to get the shock master. Oh, no, but that was a good quote that cuz, <laughs> I'll, I'll give cuz credit on that one. You pulled that one. No, that, that was a good, that was a good one. <laughs> 20,000 leagues under the sea, brother. Fantastic. So we just keep seeing the ratings going down, down, down uh, to Chinatown. 6.7 in the household rating. The worst of any WWE program on NBC, including even any Saturday night's main event. So uh, it did not air in the L.A. area. Oh, man, I didn't know this. Um, I'm I'm getting these notes a little late, and I apologize. There was a plane crash at LAX. Yeah, which is weird because they didn't air it in the Los Angeles market. But I swear to God, as a kid, I would never miss an event. And I would remember my rage and my parents probably (laughs) grounding me because I was being a little fucking stubborn shit. Um, if I didn't get to see this, so I'm not sure. I remember watching this, but maybe, maybe there was a notice put did out. Did you or have something. satellite at this time? Or uh, no? Yes, I did. So maybe you're right. That might, yeah. that, that's how you caught it on the East Coast. Yes, you're it. correct. You you're, thank you, Dave. Jesus Christ, I was in a because when I was doing these notes, I was like, I don't remember missing this. I remember the rage I would have had as a spoiled shit child. And like you had that big fucking dish. Where yeah, you the you're right. You're right. So I did. So I got yeah. it. But in normal people who had regular just television, it did not air in the Los Angeles market, which I think contributed to the low rating as well. But again, I don't know if it would have been above an eight. You know, when you think about it, wrestling was dipping down. It's easy to look back at this point and say, oh, yeah, the down period started here. But in 91, you didn't know you had so many big names around you, especially in the WWF, that why would you think? that wrestling was going into a dip period. But looking back, yeah, 91 was softish and 92 became the disaster cave-in, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. So they will also, they blame the Iraq and, and, and look slaughter storyline. Look at the, this main event, Hulk and Tugboat against fucking Earthquake and Dino. What a shit fuck show. Like, come on, like. Nobody cared about Tugboat and about how much they tried to push him and like Dino. Well, let's let's be real about it, right? I mean, what happened was this was the preset, but you have Slaughter defending the title against Hacksaw. And obviously Hogan runs in to save Hacksaw and they would think that that would be the ultimate epitome to well, anything and plus Hogan's been yeah. back for five minutes and he's deemed the number plus one. Plus two, the Iraqi conflict started when Iraq invaded Kuwait in late 90. The the U.S. got involved in January, and that's when President Bush Sr. kind of put our troops over there, and we kind of went to fight them. You know, I I hate calling it a war because it was not a fucking war. It was a conflict. That was George Herbert Walker Uh, Bush for this reason. And uh, rest in peace. And uh, so, um, like, that, I think Vince was really hyping on that. He brought Slaughter in um, in, I want to say... 
I want to say like SummerSlam 90, he brought Summer Slaughter back and turned him heel. So he was trying to really ride that Iraqi sympathizer with Slaughter out. Well, the problem was, is the U.S. in early January, before the Royal Rumble, decided to go in and put their foot up uh, Iraq's ass and kick them out of Kuwait because they invaded Kuwait. And U.S. is like, get out. The, the conflict lasted like a month. So after Hulk won the Royal Rumble in 91, if that, right. And, and by the time this special hit... I want to say like a like a not like three weeks later after the special hit, the U.S. said, yeah, we fucking did our job and we're out. And that was it. So you had this whole buildup with Slaughter winning the title from the Warrior at Royal Rumble 91, him burning Hulk Hogan's shirt, symbolizing like he was going to burn the American flag, um, which they wanted to do. But they were like, don't fucking do it. Um, and <laughs> they, they were there. That was the original thing was been there. People, are, yeah, people were was, like, don't, don't. Yeah, I know. I know wrestling's fake, but don't fucking do that. Don't do that. So he burnt Hulk shirt in symbolism. So they eventually thought this whole buildup was going to fill the fucking L.A. Coliseum, which would hold like 100,000 people. But even if they got 70,000, they could make that look awesome. Right. You know, so like it just didn't pan out. So it was. Yeah, it was. They blamed the soft Sergeant Slaughter, the, the, the conflict ended early and that kind of shit on everything. And it really wasn't interesting to begin with, even if the war rage or the Iraqi conflict raged on, it wouldn't have mattered. Like the, the whole Sergeant Slaughter thing was just, eh, it was a little bit too close to home. Even though wrestling's always kind of played on real life emotions, it works when it's a boyfriend and a girlfriend kind of storyline, right? Cause you can relate to that. Someone trying to sweep your bitch or so, there. I'm so fucking, why am I saying that? I said a bad word on the last one. I just called mm-hmm. a woman a B word. That's so awful of me. Anyway, um, just so, a bitch, brother. I was in character, brother. And so Paige would not approve. And so yeah, I called this brother. That, that should probably be bleeped too, to be honest. Um, so, <laughs> I'm just racking them up here. Uh, so, so yeah, it's like, up, and, and now you go to a real life conflict brother. where war is real. And people really die and American soldiers really die and Iraqi soldiers really die and people die. And that's kind of an odd thing to play off of. And even though I know wrestling is famous for playing off stuff like that, that's a little awkward. And so I think a combination of all that, the conflict ending earlier than they expected, just nobody really giving a shit about Sergeant Slaughter being a heel, uh, Hulk getting older and just it just didn't work out like it just didn't it all shit. And I think this rating kind of reflects that P- putting the L.A. plane you know, crash aside. It's uh, yeah, that's, you know, it, it's interesting because they tried this pretty much twice. Right. They um, with the second conflict they had. Uh, was it what was that? What was the name of the other guy that he wasn't really, you know, from the Middle East? And it, it was it wasn't Hussein. What, what was the name of that wrestler? Oh, um, they, they pushed him out. Oh, cuz what's the name of that guy? Muhammad Hassan. Yes. Hassan. Yeah. yeah. They, Later on in, like in 2005. You, you went back to that well again, and it got so bad that they had to pull him too. <laughs> he just he disappeared from existence. I just, yeah, every time wrestling's us. tried to, except when they played on the Russian tension with the U.S., that worked for some reason with Nikolai and Well, it's, di- it's different when it's a cold war and nobody dies. Yeah. Right, right, know, right. It, it's different. It's just a tension, like you said. Um, and you can hate the Russians and they make, you know, they make movies, they make movies about all of it. And it seems to be fine, but wrestling can't seem to get away with that. So brother, um, who knows? Maybe if they had uh Hussan then maybe it would have been different. I don't know, but it's, and, th- and this was a pre-tape show, um, you know, but they only, they only booked three matches for the show and all three made the broadcast, <laughs> uh, Hulk Hogan and tugboat defeated earthquake and Dino Bravo with Jimmy Hart. 
Jim Duggan defeated Sergeant Slaughter by disqualification when Slaughter hit him with the flag. Uh, Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal defended their... Uh, no, sorry, they weren't tag champions here. Legion of Doom defeated the Orient Express in a tag match. Um, you kind of look at that and you're like, no wonder why the rating was low and shitty. And then all the stuff that we just talked about with them just kind of the war sort of ending early or the conflict, I should say. And it just kind of, eh, it never really... All of 91 was just sort of a big kind of like... Like, that wasn't as good as I thought. Well, when you when you think about it, it it's it's interesting because <laughs> it, it the the drought kind of ends. I'm sorry, begins and ends with. Oh, that sounds crazy, but it ends with Mike Tyson. <clears throat> Mike Tyson fucks the world up and loses, you know, out there, <laughs> um, and he's worthless at that moment. And you got to get fucking Buster Douglas to replace him, and then things start to culminate from there. Wrestling kind of takes a deep shit, but then. With DX and Stone Cold and all these items, and then Mike Tyson comes into the mix. That's the ultimate peak. And it was peaking before that, don't get me wrong. I mean, it was already pounced back up with the Wars and Rails, but Mike Tyson was the turning point of the tide for, for WWF. And it it, it it ended it started with him and it ended with him where they finally came out on topic and it brought it to the, the highest level it could possibly go for that ramp. It's pretty 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 interesting stuff, you know. And if you haven't seen Mike Tyson's mysteries, you gotta do yourself a fucking <laughs> Yeah, favor. that's great. Yeah, it's fucking, you know, it's yeah, you know, it's it's February for the most part, except for that one rogue event in 90 in November. Um, the main event was always in February. So I thought since we're in February, why not like pay tribute to the main event? It only had five episodes and it was it was connected to Saturday night's main event, which, you know, is a totally different, you know, legacy altogether. But these ones were the primetime spots Friday nights, you know, 8 p.m., you know, like primetime spot on NBC. And, you know, it, they did it. You know, I would say the first three events absolutely did their jobs, especially when you look at the ratings, you know, like it just uh, it's kind of cool. I just want to I just wanted to go back and look at this because I thought it was kind of nice to see. No, no, that's good stuff. I agree. It's a great time for him to look at the uh, main event. And it's, it's a little gem that people tend to forget about. But it was so important to wrestling's history uh, for its rise and its downfall, I think. Um, it's a big deal. Cuz, do you have anything to add? Oh, those are some great WrestleMania moments. <laughs> yeah, as always, you can reach <laughs> us via Instagram at OWP2019, <laughs> SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or download WrestlePost. It's not but no charge to you. And join us along with other great podcasts of the day. This is Dave, Jess, and Cuz with the OWP Whoa. signing off. Have a good one. Brother. Hello, everybody. Cuz here with Our Wrestling Podcast. And I wanted to let you know, not only can you find us on SoundCloud and YouTube, but we are now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. That's right. More platforms for you to choose from to listen to your new favorite wrestling podcast, OWP. So subscribe to stay notified and stay tuned every Tuesday as we release a new episode of Our Wrestling Podcast. Because Our Wrestling Podcast is your wrestling podcast.